Welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news. Brought to you by Corbion. Hello and welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything food. I'm Jenny Colser, your host, and today I'm joined by Marjo Bryan, my co-host. How are you today? I am good. It's my Friday today, so yay. Excellent. I'm excited about our topic today, which is 2021, a year in review in the baking industry. So you and I recently talked about meat. Now we're going to talk about bakery. Um, this is always an interesting subject for me because I'm, as, as a consumer, I was always the person that listened to, you know, the, the claims. And so I remember there was like three years where I never ate a slice of bread, but I did everything in a wrap. Because at some point I'd read somewhere that wraps were better for you. Like they were more healthy or less calories, which of course, you know, then you read the labels and they're totally not. So I'm excited about the health and wellness side of things. And then I'm really, really want to talk about indulgence and and things like that too. Yeah. I mean, I think that people have a love hate relationship with the bakery. Let's be honest. Right. (laughs) I mean, we all love bread, but we don't want to have the bread and we love sweet goods, although you're not a big sweet person, are you? Mm-mm, I don't love yeah. sweets. Yeah. Oof, I don't know. But I do love bread. Oh, okay. Well, with that being said, let's introduce our um, guests today. We have had them before and they're so knowledgeable. We've got Anna Marie Roarink. She's the president of 210 Analytics. And we've got Jonna Parker and she's team lead for IRI Fresh. Welcome, ladies. Glad to be here. So to kick things off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the aisles in the grocery store. When I think about bakery, I think of the fresh bakery where the people are actually making cakes and things like that. But before this, we actually talked about the fact that there's a whole aisle in the grocery store that's, that's you know, the bakery aisle. So what can you tell us about the trends in those two places and, and some of the things that we, we've seen and maybe what we'll expect? the aisle bakery, especially 2020's initial mission-based lockdown, what am I going to have in my pantry to feed my family, drove a lot of initial spike in growth, especially in things that maybe we'd walked away a bit from as consumers, like the traditional sliced bread loaves, like your traditional hot dogs and hamburger buns, like um, really large packs of individually wrapped muffins. We didn't necessarily need those things before as often. And then all of a sudden we saw this big volume influx of folks stocking on those. Now, as the pandemic continued and we're now what on the 20th month (laughs) of being in some type of different world than we were in February of 2019, it is not that people have stopped doing that. There's still definitely strong sales Versus 2019, double digits in nearly every single category in center aisle, whether we're talking about sliced bread or we're talking about snack cakes. But the difference now is people have figured out their routines and what they need to feed their families and what they're more used to having. And what we're seeing, to your point at the beginning of that, a couple of things are in favor. One is when it comes to health, a big influx in the traditional sandwich bread aisle has been breads that are making better for you claims. And even though those loaves are costing three to four dollars more than your traditional white bread private label, that feel good, that permissibility does drive people to want to buy them. And then they're eating them at home because 
Heck, like you said, we all want toast in the morning, right? Or we want something with bread (laughs) and we're buying more premium lunch meats. We're buying, you know, nicer things in other aisles as we talked about last time. So having that better for you bread has really changed that category. And that's a really interesting aisle phenomenon, I think. You know, one of the the things that you just said, Jonna, is that people have somewhat settled in and kind of figured out their routine. So I'm curious, Anna Marie, in terms of just the day parts and eating occasions, how are you seeing those change? And what has been the biggest success story from that? Yeah. So if you think about um, the aisle, the bakery aisle, there's always been a big focus on, on bread, et cetera. But if you think about the two meal occasions that changed the most last year, that was really breakfast and lunch um, because so many more children were taken, partaken in school at home. So many more people were working from home. And a lot of that continues today. A lot of kids are back in school, but a lot of people still work from home. The thing about lunch is that there's a lot of pressure on time and a lot of people do not leave their home to drive all the way to the store like they would leave the office and walk to an urban environment. So I think we we see a lot of the continued strength in the bread aisle because of that lunch demand. And I think there's been a lot of demand in just quick little snack as well. And I think Credit where credit is due relative to the aisle. There's been a lot of innovation. There's been a lot of focus on, as John, I mentioned, better for you, but also a lot of focus on bringing in some seasonal occasions or even some celebratory occasions. If we think about celebrations, whether it was birthdays or or holidays, that's really owned by the in-store, the fresh bakery, typically. But if I just think about my own life and how the kids um, used to bring cupcakes from the fresh bakery to school to celebrate their birthdays, that's not allowed anymore. You have to have packaged items, individually packaged items. And so this is really something where I think the in-store bakery has a massive opportunity. It's really in that celebratory space, in the indulgence space, and moving a little bit more away from just functional and really being seen as a solution for celebrations as well. Let's talk a little bit about the indulgence space and what people are are truly looking for um, and and what, what has changed since February 2019 in that space. You know, when it comes to aisle and indulgences, as Anna Marie said, I just want to echo, I think we have to rethink the role of the aisle. Before it was about driving people down and hooking up things with sandwich bread because that was our anchor. Now... People are looking for escapes. They're looking for experiences. They're just looking for a break from the mundane. And then they're also repeat buying what works. So a ton of categories, bakery aisle included, saw new buyers in light of the lockdown. People who were saying, okay, either this is on shelf or I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow now that I'm working from home every day. So I'm going to buy and try things I never tried before. The ones with staying power met their expectations. And I think that's where we had a little bit of room to grow in indulgences, because we all know when you think about the snack food space and the confection space, separate from the baked goods aisle, right? We had really this idea of treat yourself in the afternoon had really been something those aisles had gone after. But the baked goods aisle had been the location of you know, mini muffins and um, bite-sized things, either for children or maybe comfort foods we grew up with. And so I think to Anna-Marie's point, indulgences now have premiumized and people want something that 
lets them feel like it's recreating an experience they might've had at their corner bakery shop that they would have walked past in their lunch break or something that they might've gotten from their local bakery on a special occasion. But those, you know, you think about some of the flavor trends that are doing so well in confections and snack foods like dark chocolate, which has both a, you know, health halo and a really nice adult indulgence connotation flavors like, you know, seasonal flavors like maple. Now I almost looked to the coffee aisle for inspiration, right? But the in-store mm. or excuse me, the aisle bakery has typically skewed into a pretty traditional flavor palette, a pretty comfort food flavor palette. Yeah. And I think the opportunity indulgences is to be inspired in some of the flavor trends in other spaces. And I think too, Jana, um, we of course talk about aisle bakery and in-store bakery, but more and more we see them mixed where a lot of the prepackaged items actually start to pop up in the bakery or in the aisles, the space in front of the fresh bakery. And I think that's a great way to um, sort of inspire the cross-purchasing. Like we see really fun items like uh, sort of more of a homemade granola bar type of item in that better for you space. But we also see those really fun seasonal cookies with seasonal flavors. And and I think that's really what brings that traffic between the two departments rather than now I am shopping my center store and oh, here are the buns I need for the hot dogs that I'm planning on Thursday. But to really have that interaction, I think that's a big opportunity. At Corbion, the word impossible doesn't stop us. It gets us going. As a leading global ingredient supplier, we create sustainable food solutions based on renewable resources and natural processes. We are obsessed with solving impossible challenges for our customers. Let's partner together to find solutions unique to you and preserve what matters most. Corbion, keep creating. I think it's interesting. You both have mentioned, and even Jenny has mentioned, flavor and form. And so I think when somebody says that, I think of tortillas or flatbreads and sweetbreads like a King's Hawaiian. Why do you think those products are doing so well? Again, it goes back to, if you haven't yet listened to our podcast about meat, one of the big trends of 2021 that was different than 2020 or early 2020, early pandemic 2020, is the concept of having a really good meal at home. We've gotten better at cooking. We've gotten better at sourcing ingredients. And we definitely also are not eating out as much. We talked last about eight out of 10 meals are still made or consumed in the home. And when you go to sit down and you've spent this money on this excellent meal, you don't want to just serve it with a regular bread. You want to do something fun. You want to do something flavorful. You want to do something different. Something you might see at a white tablecloth restaurant. That is really where I think flatbreads, especially the non, um, come into play. I also think with flatbreads and sweetbreads, those companies that make them do an excellent job of inspiring on Instagram and Pinterest and also in store with ideas. They're partnering and giving you ideas for tailgating. They're giving you ideas for dessert, even if it's a plain flatbread. And I think it's that versatility of inspiration that's what's winning there and the idea of doing something different. Yeah, and I would add one more, and that is really the popularity of international cuisines with the up-and-coming generation in terms of spending, which is the millennials. And that's really where a lot of the tortillas and the non-bread and those kind of fun items come in. 
Uh, last point uh, real quickly on that is really the idea of what I call the hybrid meal, where a lot of people do a little bit of scratch and a little bit of help. And that's really where a lot of those items come in, where it's very easy to create something once you have that sort of bottom to start off with. That's excellent. Ladies, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. I'm excited to see what's going to come next year. And uh, we'll have you back soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I love that she talked about, uh, Anne-Marie mentioned um, international or global breads because Mm -hmm. I've never met a bread that I haven't loved. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. Me either. Um, I'm not a big sweet person, but man, oh, non. Mm, Yum. Thanks for joining me today, Marge. That was a that was a fun conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on the and the Till next time, preserve what matters. <laughs> <laughs>